Bung, bung. Queensland, I'm coming for you. I've got shows in Gold Coast and Brisbane this week. Uh, on the 25th of October, I'm at the Scottish Prince-based uh, comedy. On the 26th of October, Wednesday, I'm in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy. Uh, October 27th, that is Thursday, I'm at uh, I'm at Greaser for Brown, Sta- Brown Snake Comedy in, in Brisbane. 28th of October, I'm in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy Club. On the 29th of October, uh, that's a Saturday, I'm in the Gold Coast uh, at the Home of the Arts for Based Comedy. On Sunday, October 30th, I'm in Brisbane um, at the Bloodhound for Brown Snake Comedy. And on Monday, the 31st of October, I'm in Brisbane, uh, sorry, Brisbane with no D, um, at Good Chat Comedy Club doing a brand new material night. So just trying out some bullshit there, talking about my dick and balls. So um, if you're in Brisbane or you know anyone in Brisbane, send them through. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm on the road, smashing it hard for eight days. Think about that. Think about that. So, um, yeah, again, um, get get to all those shows in Brisbane. Uh, go onto my Instagram, Clay McMath Comedy, to, to find my dates and um, tickets, I suppose. Uh, Welcome to the Potties, also powered by Bung Bung Coffee, a modern dark roast blend of beans from Honduras, Peru, Colombia, and Brazil. Bung Bung Coffee doesn't only provide you with premium coffee bean, but an individualized coffee experience. Do you need a machine for your home or office? Bung Bung Coffee can provide you with a machine of your choice, home style, vending style, or traditional cafe style coffee machines and servicing. Bung Bung Coffee take pride in the delivery, uh, in the service delivery and product quality. You can order your beans at bungbungcoffee.com or inquire about getting a machine for your home, venue, or office by sending them a message through the contact page on their website. That's bungbungcoffee.com. B U N G B U N G coffee.com. Your favorite brewer's favorite brew. Let's start the show. Welcome to welcome to the party. Best show on the internet. Ask anybody. You know it's easy money. Sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to welcome to the party. Blackout in the booth. Every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This is welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Bung bang. It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver. Okay, the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the captain, the Ben Simmons of podcasting, because I am unwilling to admit any of my own flaws. Um, we and we did well. I am willing to admit it because we did miss a week. We missed a week, and it used to be when I started this thing. It used to be we'll never miss, we'll never miss a week, and now we're missing like one or two a year, which you know. You know, I know a lot of you guys like Hamish and Andy. They take fucking like five months off. So I, I don't know. Two weeks or five months, who who wins? I think you're allowed to have a week off here and there. Yeah. So uh, welcome to the potties, the best podcast uh, you know, on the Australian charts. Look it up. Um. Now we've we've already announced that you're a dog father. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I was on. Yeah. Up. Um, how's how's that progressing with Carlos? It's good. It's good. He's uh, learning to go to the toilet out in the grass now, mm-hmm. which is probably the biggest thing for us. But we've also got him around here this morning. Right yeah, socialising the girls. Yeah, um, pretty standard. Pretty standard socialisation. He was a bit nervous up front. Yeah, had that little tail down, but and but now he's like he can't get nothing. He's he's tucking himself out. He's knocked out. Yeah, no, yeah. it's been a good morning. Yeah. And then after this, we're off to we're off to hit some golf balls. Yes. Um. Well, not yeah. We're not going to driving range. We're going to go play play around. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I've got my new um push cart. Yeah. Which I haven't had the opportunity to to use yet, so I'm pretty jacked up about about that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. First time using mine. I love getting new new stuff. Um. All the gear and no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good little phrase. Is that from somewhere, or did you create no, that? No, that's that's been around. Oh, that's been around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
Well, I was, yeah, I was going to give you supreme props. I, I can't claim that. Can't um, claim that in front of the listeners. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, I've got all the gear and no idea. Well, no, I've got some idea. I've had a few lessons. Um, I'll try to give you free lessons from lessons that uh, I got. But I'm just not, you know, I'm not a qualified teacher. I, um, I, I know what I'm doing. Like, I remember what he told me to do, but I don't know how to, like, articulate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is like why he gets paid for what he does. Yeah, but I yeah. appreciate the secondhand lessons though. Um, oh, he changed my life, man, my life. And you're like, Clay, d- didn't you have a kid? Like, wasn't that life changing? Yes, to a degree. But can Kenny teach me how to hit a fucking golf ball? No, no, he can't. No. He can't do it. Um, so to the listeners, uh, the reason, the reason that. The episode, there was no episode last week was because I had my annual uh, boys trip. Uh, we usually go to Melbourne. Uh, this was the 12th, 12th annual. We missed two or maybe even three due to COVID. And we we came back with a vengeance. And, um, you know, I was planning on record. Like, you, There's no way you can put aside time to record in that environment with six, yeah, six guys um, in an Airbnb, hungover, you know, yelling, eating pizza, eating chips. No one wants to hear that on a mic. And like, yeah, you just can't even, you can't, you can't put that kind of time aside. There's just no way. So I didn't end up doing it, but I was, um, I was planning to do something pretty funny with those boys, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't, couldn't get around to it. So that's why that didn't happen. So I've been obviously been depressed all week trying to recover from that. And that was only two nights. Friday night, Saturday night, home Sunday, day off Monday. Didn't even go to work Monday. Um, that was booked in advance, by the way. That wasn't a sick day. That was an annual leave day because uh, I knew I knew I wasn't going to be okay. And I wasn't okay. <laughs> I fucking wasn't until pretty much today. This is my first beer um, since that trip. Shout out to Youngblood Beer. Ice cold gold. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll go through, I don't want to go through the whole weekend. No one, no one really cares about someone else's boys trip, but we went to this place for dinner. No lunch. Where did we start? Was this a Friday? Friday. So, um, not friend of the show, uh, shout, shout is, um, he's probably been talked about before, but he's, he's never been on the show. Um, and, and Yon, another guy that's not a friend of the show yet. These guys will come on eventually. Um, they, we all met at the, well, Yon uh, picked me up from home, go to the airport, met Xiao. Xiao pulled up at the airport in front of us and I was like, oh, that's, look at that. We're off to a good start. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, had a coffee. We got there super early because we'd heard rumours of massive security lineups, like out the door level. Um, and I was like, I cannot, I, I cannot deal with that level of anxiety, going to miss a flight and all that types of shit. I was like, we're getting there. So we got there like an hour and a half early for a domestic flight. Um, So we had a coffee and, and a good chat, like really got in the zone. Uh, Jon was flying Virgin. We flew Qantas together, sitting next to each other in an exit row, me and Shao. Fantastic leg room, you know, talking about our collective traumas. It was fantastic. And um, we we land, we get a taxi uh, to the hotel, not our hotel, but a few boys got there a night before and stayed at a hotel. So we dumped our bags there and we went out for lunch. And this place was called Nomad, N-O-M-A-D. And let me tell you, interior, pretty basic, like just a plain wooden table it didn't even look stained i mean it was stained but like not a, like a light stain yeah, okay. like that picture frame over there yeah same with the chairs no cushioning and i was like okay so that's what we're doing but bruh you don't even need bro i would have stood up and ate this food yeah okay it was elite what, oh what man serving up um fuck they had this bread that i don't even know what type of bread it was i'd probably say it was a, of indian descent um, with like this, you know, fancy hummus with like green green oil over the top. 
um, zucchini flowers <sighs> dusted with parmesan and like a honey syrup or something. Nice. This shit was maybe my favorite dish of the day. And you know, I'm I'm a red blooded meat eater. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a bit out of character for you, but yeah, we got a we, like we got a you know how at, good, at these good. places they they do a big steak and. Cut it up like a share plate, so it's yeah. cut in strips. So we got a steak and we got two two like porks. Um, that was that was that was probably up there in some of the best pork I've ever had. But like, no disrespect to my dad, you know that man can cook a pork. Uh, what else was there? There was a a fennel salad. Mm, that was delicious too. Little cool down from the heat up. Yeah, nice. Um, we had so much to drink, cocktails, beers, um, and just like, oh man, the energy when, when you arrive at a trip like that, and especially when you haven't seen some of these guys for years, um, you don't know, you don't know how to release your energy. Like we're hugging and shit. Like you you almost feel like crying. You want to scream. (laughs) And then, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it just, like, yeah, the, the build-up. The build-up over one year to a to a Z-Boys trip is, like, fucking unreal. But over – when you wait three years. Yeah, when you wait out a whole pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, shit would hit a bit different. Yeah. Uh, so, so we had, like – we I mean, we were getting after it. Obviously, like it's a boys' trip. We're we're getting on the piss. We're sinking cans. We go we go from the you know from Nomad back to the hotel, pick up our stuff, and we go to our Airbnb, four story townhouse in Darlinghurst. It's pretty pretty legit. Um, and we you know choose our bedrooms and stuff. One of the boys has recently gone through a breakup. He gets top floor. Um. The his uh, the whole top floor is a bedroom, so he gets that, and that was elite. Um, and then we, you know, we start, we go for a walk, pub crawl. This, you know, we're we're walking around, going to different spots, trying to find it. It was a beautiful day. We're trying to find a rooftop venue, and all the rooftop venues are at capacity. We finally find one, and we just go there and we we uh, post it up there for a couple hours. Um, and they had like a station where it was just like different types of fries, you know, parmesan and truffle oil fries, and then you got this and that. We had about four thousand fries, and um, um, yeah. And then we went downstairs, and there's live music, but it's like pretty. It's still pretty early, so it's pretty empty. And we start singing along. He's singing all the classics like horses and all this shit. You know, the songs that as a musician playing them makes you want to slit your own wrists. He's imagine. doing he's doing that as a hell gig. Yeah. <laughs> it's an absolute hell gig. And then when we get down there, he's like, fuck, fuck, I wish I was dead. He may as well have said it into the mic. <laughs> You could see his face, bro. He was like getting into it. His eyes were closed when, when he was seeing. We got down there and started seeing his eyes open up and almost fell out of his fucking head. <laughs> um, one of the boys, and I'm not trying to incriminate anybody, and this wasn't, you know, it's not a crime, but he's singing the song. He takes his shirt off, starts swinging it around, and security grabs him and we're, we're out. But this was early, like I said. This was still early. So we go back to the Airbnb and remember when I said you don't know how to get that energy out? Yeah. This is how we got it out. At the Airbnb, we sit around in a circle and we're drinking piss, talking shit. We've got good tunes on. Um, by the way, this song that these guys were playing all weekend, it's called Baddest of Them All. I'm obsessed with it now. And it's not even a rap song. It's like a dance song. Yeah, okay, that's once again really out of character for you. Yeah, man, but I can't even, we can't play it because we get demonetized. All right, get a show me off air. Yeah, or we put it on the Patreon. Oh, yeah, guys, we got a Patreon. It hasn't actually launched yet, but everything's there. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how how to go about launching it, like soft launch, like, you know, teaser, teaser 
posts or something. I don't fucking know all this shit. I have a chat out in the green today. Yeah. Um, oh, and we've we've got to record content for it too. Obviously, we got to do yeah, the, that's pretty important. Part the, of yeah, it. the ten minute reverse cast and stuff like that. But we'll get we'll get to it. Um, yeah. So we can't play it. But baddest of them all, edit. Who's the Who's the artist? Never heard. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Oh, watch this. I can pull it up on Spotify. It'll be in my like recent played or like recent recent searched. Um, baddest of them all, Eliza Rose, interplanetary criminal. Doesn't ring a bell. Let's but. just like just a taste. Wait, is that not coming through the? Well, that's unacceptable. Um. But this song, like, we're playing this song. We're playing, um, remember the Beyonce song, Surfboard? Yeah. We're playing that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going crazy. And we sit down, we turn the music down, and we're like, boys, what we need to do, we need to go go round the circle. We need to talk. Huh? Surfboard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need to go around the circle. We We need to say what we're grateful for, and then we need to say, what we love about the person to our right. Yeah, that's some real wholesome shit. And it got wholesome and there were tears. Okay? <laughs> this is where the energy all came out. Yeah. And it was it was magical, man. And then the next day, someone was like, boys, we got it. And we were like, no, no, no. We can't. <laughs> we can't like, it was too perfect. We yeah. can't try and recreate that. Um, but yeah, it was a fucking sick weekend, man. We did, we walked about. I reckon, honestly, we're in, like, Surrey Hills and shit. Um, I reckon we're walking, like, 25, 30,000 steps a day and having 25, 30 beers a day, honestly. It was fucking nuts. Um, and, you know, there was you know there was other stuff, other stuff that probably, you know, doesn't need to be admitted on the, um, on the show. Uh, but, you know, uh, let's just say it was a very sad week for me trying to, trying to recover from that. But I have recovered. <clears throat> I had a gig. I had a gig last night, and um, like I said, I've got these Brisbane gigs coming up this week, and I wanted to just run my material to sharpen up. I haven't done a gig in two weeks, so I just wanted to sharpen up before Brisbane. And I'll, I think I thought I needed to sneeze. Um, so I had this gig, and yesterday I'm like scared. All day. Scared, bro. I was like, oh, I suck. I'm so shit at comedy. Like, <laughs> my parents hate me. I've got no friends. And I was scared all day. I messaged a couple of comedians. Like, what's my best, what's my best chunk of material? Like, and one of the guys from Brisbane was like, just bring your best shit. But bring your best seven to ten minutes. And then I, and I was like, yeah, easy. And then I have to think, think about it. I was like, what's my best shit? I'm, I'm not even good at comedy. Like, I'm just, like, hating myself, you know? So I messaged the guys. They both text back at the same time the same material. And I was like, oh. Like, one guy didn't agree with the other guy. It just, like, they, it just popped up same time. I was like, thank you, Jesus. That's a, is, is there any chance they were together and, like, drafted the messages together? I doubt it. I doubt yeah. it. And it was, yeah, it was too, the response was too quick, I think, as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was just perfect. So I did that material last night. It went well. Um, I feel better now. But I've decided something. Have you ever heard of like a gratitude list? No. A lot of like addicts do it. And um, even like even people with just like, you know, generalized depressive disorder and stuff like that. Just like say what you're grateful for every day and you write it down. And I think I'm going to start doing it because I keep like, I keep like forgetting that I'm actually good at comedy. And I get like all this anxiety and shit like, oh, people aren't going to laugh at this shit. It's not even funny. But it's, then I go and do it and it just like kills. So I need to like remember that I'm funny. So I think I'm going to do a gratitude list where I'm like, you know, you're a good dad. You are funny. Your friends actually do like you. Your podcast is dope. Every day until I believe it. Yeah, do it, man. Yeah, because I think I have to because I'm, I am funny. I'm funny. I'm funny, so think about that if you're an agent. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with um, tooting your own horn now and then. You gotta stay confident with things. So. Yeah, and anxiety sucks, man. Yeah, I hate. Dude. I fucking hate it. Yeah, and you know, 
substances don't help. And I'm retiring. Uh, I'll tell you that. Okay. Uh, after this weekend, I'm just, yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard enough to recover from a six-pack sometimes, you know? It's not getting any easier no, as, as the years and days go on. Yeah, and then you got to, like, be a good dad while you're, like, trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've lost my list of stuff to talk about because I tried to play this awesome song. Um, oh, yeah, I've, I've skipped over this entirely, but it doesn't really relate. But Adelaide Airport has a piano in there. Have you been there lately? Haven't been there for a while. Whereabouts is the Pretty much piano? as soon as you get through security, there's, an air, there's a piano. Yeah, I don't think it was there last time. Was there? And it's just like anyone can sit down and play it. Okay. And this guy, I'm behind this guy in security. Uh, he's He's definitely ethnic. And he's got like the blue eyes and like olive skin. Fair bit of acne scarring, but that's neither here nor there. And he's wearing like a, a suit and he's got like cowboy boots on. Well, I but the pants are covering the tops of the boots, but you can tell they're cowboy boots. They've got a heel in them. He's got black jeans on and he's got a black coat on, like a like sports coat mm-hmm. with gold trim like all not even trim like patterns all over it full elvis style but wait till i tell you what's going on up top he's got the elvis do bro it's coming out here and then like he's full elvis out he's got he's wearing rings and shit this man goes through security he gets through and sits down at the fucking piano and just starts going hard bro killing it and looking like elvis yeah okay and he was on our flight do you reckon he's an impersonator he easily could have been but like elvis elvis didn't like fucking talk like this I just can't imagine something. Thank you very much. <laughs> talking like that and killing it on a piano. He was bodying it. Yeah, right. And then I reckon he took a sleeping pill. He was on our flight. He was asleep before the. He was in that. We were like, you know, double exit rows. Yeah. We were in the second exit and he was in front of us. Okay. And so he was asleep before um, they did the whole spiel about exit rows. And the person was trying to wake him up and couldn't wake him up. But then they wake him up, they do, and then they don't say, oh, well, you can't sit here since you're clearly drugged out of your skull. And then he just falls back asleep. And then when the plane, what do they call it, disembark? Yeah, let's go with that. When they disembark, uh, he's just zonked, bro. He sat there. Everyone got off the plane except him. So if this plane crashed, that exit wasn't getting opened. And this was just like a Adelaide to Sydney flight. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's that's pretty crazy. Like taking shit to sleep on a flight like that. Cold. He was out cold, bro. Like the guy, the the what do they call him? Not stewardess. Host. Host. No. Flight attendant was like clicking in this cunt's face. Like this is the first time I, before we even took off, yeah. clicking in his face. He didn't open his eyes. He didn't move. She asked the guy next to him like, oh, can you please shake? And the guy's like, anyway, he goes, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, um, uh, yeah, and they didn't even... They didn't even like ask him to move from exit row when he was clearly like I I was but I was looking at shower like bruh, is this fucking cunt serious right now? Yeah, I know it's early. It wasn't even that early in the morning that flight. It was like a, I think it was an eight fifty. Yeah, you got to be alert at that time. Yeah, it? dude. Like if you've got a job, I mean, and this guy might be just a musician. He might be a day sleeper and a night piano player. Who knows? But this man was fucking done for, bro. And they didn't even move him. Thank God the plane didn't come down. Yeah. Well, I would have handled it. I was in the window seat. Okay. So, our, you know, our, our aisle would have got out of there and I would have set, you know, every man for himself up there, you know? Yep. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, there's always wild shit uh, in an airport. I've never been to an airport and not seen something completely nuts. Yeah, that was, there was a bit of silence there. I was just trying to think back to every airport visit I've ever had in my life. Yeah, there's a lot there's of always, There's visits. lots happening at airports at all times. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely like... Um, all sorts of characters. Yeah, and I was bragging to Yon too, like, because he's like, he's like, bro, do I, what do you say? Do I need to... Oh, he goes, do I need to take my laptop out? And I was like, yeah, man, like, you, you got to do that. I was like, bro, any questions, ask me, because I'm the fucking carry-on king. I'll travel, bro. Where do you want me to go? Anywhere in the world, where do you want me to go? Had a few radios. Yeah, bro. I'll fucking. I'm and you know what I'm bringing? Backpack only. I will not check a bag. Forget about it. I'm the carry-on king. Did you Did you take um, check-in to Bali when you went? No. Carry-on. Carry-on king, bro. I went to America for three weeks with Corey. Backpack. I like it. Yeah, dude. Lugging luggage around fucking sucks. So. It sucks, man. It sucks. And you got this dude behind you. Corey's like behind me, fucking dragging his suitcase. My like, bro, carry on, King. I'm I'm two New York blocks ahead of you right now. Come on, let's do it. Let's fucking go. And and so I'm like, Yon, any questions, bro? Fucking hit me up because I'm you know I'm the king of carry on. He's like, you are carrying on a bit. And I I was like. He's like, oh, do I need to take my watch off? I was like, nah, bro, leave that shit on. Like, whatever. It's it's not it's not anything. I walk through the fucking thing and I beat. After talking all this shit in the security line, I'm like, bro, any anything you need, you come to me, all right? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. And it was my belt. Ah, uh, that old chestnut. Yeah, and it was the cheapest belt I've ever had. I didn't even think it was real metal, honestly. Um... But I usually walk through with my belt, but I heard I heard something. Apparently someone recently snuck through security at the Adelaide airport. Yeah, that's why there was like a huge um like huge delays, I guess, in getting through security. Right. And they or get just getting out of the airport, apparently they like evacuated everyone from the terminal back into the like waiting area where you first Wow, went. that's hectic. Yeah. Um so maybe they turned up the volume a bit on the to the things because I used to yeah. always go through I used to always go through belt and watch and never and never beat yeah I'm not I'm not sure they might have might have changed some procedures since that I, I don't know what actually happened yeah I don't think they had anything I think they no, just snuck they, through they just let one person through like unscreened and yeah. because of that that's shut down the whole airport yeah but uh, I I was wearing size 42 pants which is too big for me so I had to like carry my pants through because like no belt with these pants. I'll catch a case because my I'll be just cock out, you know. Um, so that would and that would have been the wild thing that everyone saw at the airport. Yeah, no one would have even remembered Elvis if that happened. <laughs> um, what else, man? That's really all, that's really all. Uh, this week has been a fucking grind. Just trying to just trying to repair my body from that. Um, I'll tell you what though this this young blood lager the best yeah. lager going around it's yeah. going down a treat right it now is, sure is um maybe maybe we go with close reviews let's do it comedy action horror will this movie win an oscar set design directing acting like tinger costumes this segment is close reviews uh Let's start off with with you, board man. Have you been watching anything? Uh, yeah, I just finished Dharma a couple of days ago. Oh, okay, okay. What do you got? Oh, I don't really have like an in depth analysis of it, but um, it's pretty disturbing shit. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'd always, I think it all went down like the year I was born, so I've always kind of heard references to Dharma. He's the one that ate do like ate gay dudes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lure them back to his house and then sedate them and then yeah, yeah, chop them up and save them for later. Now I haven't watched this. I've watched like documentaries on this dude. Is it true? Is this the guy that um, uh, one of the one of his victims escaped and was all drugged up, and the cops brought him back to his house? Yeah. So uh, yeah, the guy like went to the police, said 
everything that was happening. Yeah. They were like, all right, we'll, we'll take you back. And then when they got there, Dharma like put a spin on it. Like, oh, no, nah, he's just a bit out of it. This is my boyfriend. And the cops just left the victim back there with him. Yeah, and this was back in the day where like people would use the F word and they, they were, the cops were probably like, all right, well, how about you just keep your F wordy shit in your house and... Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much how they depicted it on the show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is wow, bro. So Isn't that crazy? This, yeah, this guy. It's crazy how much shit he kind of got away with, and like how he wasn't apprehended sooner. Yeah, there were so many red flags, like people reporting him, all these different things. Um, don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but the guy Evan something, the actor, is that his name? Evan something. Uh, he he did jo- good job. Yeah, great job. Yep, great freaky. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, weird cat portrayed that very well. It's um, so funny because he's... Are you a fan of The Office? Oh, is it? Who's on The Office? He's not in a... He's in like a few... One, maybe even one episode, but right. he's Michael's nephew. No, I wouldn't have seen that. And yeah, Michael Michael uh, hires his nephew and no one knows his nephew, but Michael's just like, you need, it, you need to be nice to him. You need to treat him better than you treat everyone else. And they're like, Why? and uh yeah and he it's him but he's like obviously way younger it's like probably 10 or more years ago but um i was trying to figure out i was like why do i know this guy doesn't look like a big actor but i know him and it's like because i watched i watched the office from front to back like twice a year that's why i know the guy (laughs) (laughs) um all right so what do you give it though um overall i'm giving the series a i'm gonna give it a seven seven okay solid what so watch it yeah, I'd recommend to yeah. watch it. And did you watch it with Hannah? Uh, probably about 50-50. Yeah. Okay, she's not into that shit. No, she found it kind of interesting, but okay. it's just some things that some people don't need to see. Yeah. Which, which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Rach doesn't let... Well, she lets me watch, but she won't watch any like dark shit like that with me. I think since she had a kid, she got like way softer. Because we used to do Shocktober, which was we would watch a horror movie every day for the month of October. I remember you telling me about this. And we watched zero horror movies this October. I mean, there's a whole week left. Maybe we can watch three a day or something. I don't know, but devastated. I love Shocktober. I've done it my whole life. Not my whole life, but probably last, before meeting Rachel, I definitely was doing it for probably four years. Yeah, okay. Um, um, yeah, what have you been watching? I've watched, and this is this is a testament to to what I'm a, I can can and can't watch with Rachel. I watched this bullshit called Look Both Ways. Stars Lily Reinhardt from um, Riverdale. She is um, I forget her name in R- Riverdale, but um, it's like a sliding doors kind of movie. So like the outcome of if if something happened and if it didn't, it kind of tells two stories at once. Two yeah, perspectives. Okay. So, yeah. the opening scene of the movie is her doing a pregnancy test, and is basically what would happen, what would her life would have looked like if she had a kid, and what if she didn't. Um, and I actually, you know, honestly, I thought it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty cool way of, um, I don't know, it was propaganda to not get abortions. Basically, it's. <laughs> It's an American film, and the the outcome spoiler spoiler alert. Oh, she's fine either way, you know. <laughs> so, no, nah, it was good. It was it was. I liked the way they did it. It was uh, it was lighthearted and uplifting, and everything was okay. You know, like it's like it often is in in movies that that aren't Dharma. Um, so yeah I mean it wasn't it wasn't fucking it, no one's gonna get an award for it six point five okay yeah um luckiest girl alive now this one was a bit darker, but I was with Rachel and I just saw Mila Kunis in a wedding dress as the um thumbnail on Netflix, so I was like, oh, this will be a rom-com let's watch this she's like, yeah, let's watch this oh yeah, I've seen this one pop up recently. And yeah, so that is not what it looked like when I clicked on it. Um, and I don't know if it's a true story or not. It seemed like it could have been, but this girl was just wrapped up in image and trying to trying to look successful and look a certain way um, to as to not um, 
be a product of her childhood trauma. And she had childhood trauma basically um, times two. She got R-worded in high school and she also... uh, uh, there was also a school shooting at her high school uh, and this guy from her high school became a cripple. Uh, uh, sorry, you're not supposed to say he, He's in a wheelchair from it and basically blamed her. But she didn't do it. Heavy. Yeah, it's fucking hectic and it's like it's about like exploring that and, and getting to a point of closure but also... Um, like the growth, like she was, she was avoiding this trauma. Like she, she had all this trauma and was denying it. She was basically trying to be, that's why she was so obsessed with image. It was kind of, yeah, it was like a psychological thriller, I guess, but like not in a scary sense. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed it and Mila Kunis was unreal in it and uh, seven out of 10 for that one. And the last one, Will Smith's, uh, oh, no, I think he's got another one out, but bef- the one he won the Oscar for, King Richard. Yeah, I watched that within the past week too. Yeah? Actually. Yeah. What do you think? The story, I, I knew the story to an extent. Okay. Uh, but just unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. I don't want to, like, talk the whole story through, but in short, if you don't know this, Richard Williams wrote a plan of how to create a professional tennis player and intentionally had two kids to fulfill that plan and those kids were Venus and Serena Williams. He did it. He fucking, he did, fucking it. did it. Um, and there's complexities to it. Was it about him? Was it about them? I think it was a bit of both, uh, like in terms of why why he did, like, you know how he's yeah, like... It was like the definition of like living vicariously through your kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but amazing story. I thought it was str- like uh, he, he got the Oscar. Fantastic! I thought he he really was Richard. He he. I, I wasn't looking at Will Smith. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I thought that was he was unbelievable. The the actual um, execution of. The movie, or maybe it was the, is probably the script, but this might be the. I'm sure the Williams had plenty of say in this. Uh, they only went to a certain point. I feel like if this was like a four episode limited series, it would have been a banger. Do you mean like delving further into their professional careers? Or? Their everything. Like I don't know if you know this, but Tundi Price. Their older sister that stayed oh, in Compton. The one that got shot. She got killed in a drive-by. Yeah. And I'm t- I told Rachel this, and at every turn in the movie, she's like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. Oh, my God. And it never happens. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, it would have been heartbreaking, but maybe good to explore. Um, And uh, when the th- fact that they only really focused on Venus, and then at the end of the movie, they just pop up on the screen... Oh, and guess what? Serena was pretty good too. Like, that's kind of how I remember it happening though at the time. Like, do you remember when they first came on the circuit? It was all obviously Venus was the older one. Yeah, I thought they were going to show them like actually end up playing together, and like, I, I think the amazing thing about Serena is like, and I think it's a testament to the the plan because, um, again, I don't want to get into the whole script of the movie, but like, uh he didn't want him to play juniors because he didn't want him to burn out. Serena Williams peaks in her 30s. Like, no athlete ever in the history of sports mm. has peaked in their 30s. It's like 26, 27 is the time where you fucking like... And she she took this massive jump in her 30s and it's probably because of this plan, which the whole movie is like, holy shit, he did it. And it's like if you actually went to the point where Serena didn't burn out and she actually primed later than anyone's ever primed, like that's that's incredible. And they just at the end, like, you know, they he had that that talk with Serena that I don't want to like ruin the dialogue, but yeah, that talk with her, and then yeah, they just pop up on the screen, 
Serena's widely considered the greatest of all time. And it's like... I wonder if that's because that's all kind of played out to us in recent history. Like, everyone's a bit more aware of their story. Like, yeah. what, what's happened in their careers. But it's... I don't know. To me, it was more so just telling us how they got there. Yeah, maybe... Which is pretty obvious because they were kids, but... um, Maybe then you... um, Yeah, I don't know. I... I just didn't the the ending really disappointed me. Yeah, well, I, I kind of feel a little bit the same way. There was more of their professional careers to flesh out, mm. definitely. But there, there was lots in the movie that I didn't didn't know they had to go through. Like you always hear they grew up, you know, pretty Compton, Compton. Like, yeah, obviously not an affluent background. Had to work pretty hard to get where they got. But the movie puts it all in perspective, <coughs> like all the adversities they had to face to get there. And by the way, John Bernthal. Unbelievable! He's he's gonna win an Oscar one day. Unbelievable! Yeah, he's he really good in that. He's he doesn't know how to take his own walk out of his characters. He does that that walk with his head, like that meathead walk from The Punisher. He, he's doing that as a tennis coach. But like, <laughs> he was. I loved his character. I loved the. And I, I wanted him to be my coach. Like, how positive was he? Mm. Oh, so good. Anyway, I gave it. Despite kind of shitting on it, I still gave it an eight. Yep, yep. I can go with that. That's good. All right, um, let's let's hit some sports. Now you you had your fantasy draft on Sunday last week. Yeah, I did. Yep, and <coughs> got shafted. Ended up with the number nine pick. So it's gonna be a rough season. Bring that mic in. Um. Number nine pick, and who was who was that? Ended up getting Trey Young. Trey Young, yes, and he the other day went one four nine threes. I think it was. Mm. It was heartbreaking. I had money on the line for him to just hit two threes. Like arguably, like top, oh, well, probably top three shooters in the league couldn't make that happen for me. Um, well, top three, yeah, arguably, yeah, maybe top five. Who are the top five shooters in the league? Clay, well, are we saying Steph. like game on the line, top three shooters? Because I wouldn't put Trey in like just top three. No, probably not. But like, just just like I guess I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. See, when I say shit like that, I I tend to talk like game on the line. Who's like the top three guys that I'd want? Top three guys, game on the line. Well, shot. but like, hasn't Steph only ever hit one buzzer beater? Yeah, but I'd still want him taking it over. I don't know, LeBron, for example, he's hit a few. Yeah, so you'd have him, you'd have Lillard. Same time, yeah. Who else? Three. Walker? How many game winners he hit? Remember that one where he's lying on the ground after? (laughs) That cold fucking picture, bro? Yeah, it's been a couple of those now. Um, Who else, man? Like... Almost Bradley Beal. Yeah, oh, there's, yeah, so many, so many good shooters out there. Hello, Banchero, probably. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Trey Young. Uh, so yeah, sorry to hear that. Uh, how's your week been so far in fantasy? Um, I think I'm leading at the moment, but it's heaps of games on today, so that, that can all change pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it's a long season. Now. You didn't. You don't believe that you won the draft, like in terms of best best team. No, not, at all. not even like an underdog. Probably, no, one of the worst teams we've ever drafted. It's pretty filthy with myself. Wow. For the okay. End of this shit. Um, not that anybody's going to know who you're talking about, but who do you think won the draft? Uh I couldn't even say. I didn't look at anyone else's team too much. You're just too busy too, lamenting. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um. Okay. Well, after. What two days, three days of of games? We had a little chat before we got on the mic, but uh, I'm liking I'm liking the look of Boston. Yeah, um, I'm also I'm liking the look of Cleveland. Yeah, um, see, Garland went down that eye injury. Oh no, I didn't see that actually. Yeah, I actually got him in my team. So he um he got like a scratch behind on the back of his eyelid. Oh right. Um, so he only played like 13 minutes the other night. Oh, he's, God. He's, he's that's day great to day. Apparently he doesn't need to have surgery, but like that sounds pretty serious to me. Just on the back of your eyelid, so finger went in there. Yeah. Lucky he didn't 
gouges eye out. Dude, have you seen that UCLA, UCLA um, no, no, sorry, UConn player? No. Nah. Uh, we won't pull it up. We won't pull it up. It's fucking crazy, right? <laughs> he got his eye poked oh, out, dude. It's no, nuts. I don't really want to see it. I can't look at it. I can't look at it. But if you pull it up, I will. <laughs> you say UCLA? UConn. UConn um, eye injury. I don't know. I don't know who it was. So, oh god. Yeah, the second picture. I reckon. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to look up. Yukon eye poke. Uh, I don't. Oh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see the video. I don't oh, want to see okay. the video. I'll look at the picture. There's a still shot of his eye, like outside of his head. This is a sign that we're not supposed to see it. I think, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I've sure. seen it before, and it's right. maybe it's not Yukon. I could be wrong, but I, who cares? Let's not even look for it. Um. Anyway, so that's Garland. Uh, yeah, so I'm liking I'm liking Boston. Shout out to Steve; he'll be happy to hear me um, praise praise the, uh, them for once. Um, uh, who else? I said Cleveland. Um, who played Milwaukee tough the other day? They only just got over them. Philly. Yeah, yeah, it was Philly. I'm still not sold on Philly, man. I'm not sold on Doc Rivers. James Harden's looking good. I'll, like, I'll, I'll give him some props. Embiid's not looking that good. Embiid's not looking good. Um, yeah, I had them tipped to win the East this year. I'm not, obviously, it's bloody three days into the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can't reneg on anything. Um, so far this season, Zion Williamson is making me look like an absolute cuck because <laughs> I said he'll never play a game again. He comes out and he gets like, I think he had like 500 points and 20,000 rebounds or something the other day. Yeah, he's just staunch and comes <laughs> down yeah, in the paint. Dude, he's, he's a, beast. a beast. And he's still at like 55% efficiency. Like, um, good for him though, man. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't pray on his downfall. Like I pray on, um, I don't remember who's Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. So like the Brooklyn Nets basically. Um, Speaking of, Ben Simmons looks like an absolute fucking clown. Mm. He looks crazy on the yard, bro. So he didn't shoot a ball all off season. Is that what? Is that what? Doesn't look like it. What the fuck is wrong with Doesn't this cunt, bro? Like I don't know. Oh shit! He He's gets fucking delusional, hey? bro. He has been getting hell and just hasn't done shit about it. He just—he's like, I don't—I don't believe that he's oblivious to the flaws in his game. I just don't think he gives a fuck, man. I don't think he loves the game. I think he loves the paycheck and the lifestyle. I just don't think he gives a fuck. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how he could be so like deficient in just just one particular area of your game. Yeah, and just really not give a fuck about it at all. The craziest thing is, man, nothing about it. The craziest thing about him is that he was touted as a generational talent. Like he was the second coming of LeBron. He was like mm-hmm. the guy. Oh, he's six eight point guard. You know. Oh my god, he's gonna be fucking. Magic Johnson on steroids. He's Magic Johnson post AIDS, bro. Sorry, I uh, that was no, that was hacky, and I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I don't think you'd have anyone arguing with you though. He's a bum. Not, not looking fucking good out there. Uh, who else? Oh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, I, like I don't even know what to say about this guy. Um. Charles Barkley said the Lakers did it. So the Lakers took his love from the game. Bro, this guy is on a new team every two or three years. No one wants to play. It's not just the Lakers. Like, no one wants to play with someone who's just going to run around trying to get triple doubles and watch them fucking clank it off the side of the backboard all fucking night. Yeah, yeah. Four teams in four years is saying something. Yeah, and then, I mean... I don't know. I find it. I find it just like because you know we're in the Dick Rider era, so like Bradley Beal and um, uh, Paul George saying like, "Oh, he's one of the best teammates I ever had." I don't buy it. I think it's just like you know, it's it's just this Dick Riding shit that's that's going on in the league right now. It's I hate it, man. My cousin Andre Iguodala made a gesture at uh, Draymond Green the other day. Did you see that? No, I didn't. didn't Draymond Green was basically on his knees sucking LeBron's dick on the court, bro. 
Draymond's on the bench, steps on the court, and he's like out there yelling and smiling and laughing at LeBron, and LeBron comes over to talk to him. And Iggy's on the bench like this. Really? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yes. Because McMaths yeah, don't fuck around yeah. with that shit, bro. Yeah, right. That's fucking... <laughs> You're supposed yeah. to be playing a game, you absolute dick rider, bro. Get off his knob. I've never listened to the guy's podcast, but I can only imagine how much he talks about LeBron. Yeah, I've never listened either. Can you just check to make sure we're still recording? Just in case. I get scared. I get scared because of the, the past. Like, good. Um. Anyway, I don't even know what else to... Paolo Banchero, my pick for Rookie of the Year. He's only played one and a half games, but he's looking solid. He is. He is, and there was a lot of talk. You know, oh, DeJounte Murray bodied him in summer league. It's summer league, bro. It's summer league. Look at this man now. Yeah, he's made me hit my words. I didn't think he was going to be a hack, but uh, I didn't think he was going to be the rookie of the year, but he's definitely looking like Well, I mean, your pick we're was... We're one game in. My, my pick's not even playing this year. Yeah, your pick... Wait, no, because we oh, did our picks... Yeah, okay. My original pick would have been Chet Holmgren, yeah. but then I went with Keegan Murray, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, your... Who also hasn't played yet this year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not... Maybe maybe you will be right, because maybe Chet wins it next year like Ben Simmons did, which was oh. unbelievable. That'll be interesting, though, with seeing um, Big, big Wembanyama. Oh, yeah, yeah, Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. Um, yeah, unbelievable talent. Um, so, everybody knows about Divorce Dads Day, the battle for Divorce Dads. If you don't know about it, Lavelle and I are going to pick uh, four games a week for the entirety of the season, um, and we will add up our, um, you know, tally of wins, and whoever loses has to front the cost for a divorce dad's day, which could be a golf day. It could be, it just got to be like an activity that, that um, divorce dads do with their sons, basically uh, golf, bowling, um, intensity, go to the park and feed the ducks, <laughs> go fishing. So if you, if you're on a slow pay week, maybe that's the one buy a loaf of bread. Um, yeah. So um, I won last year. So I'll, I'll pick first. Yeah. So um, I, at, I should note these down, shouldn't I? Looking at Monday, the 24th of October. Uh, um, that's, that's our time. So that's Clay. That's Lavelle. I'm going to take... Uh, hmm. Oh, let me take Cleveland over Washington. Okay. I'm going to take... Timberwolves over the Thunder. Okay, so you're taking Timberwolves? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to take uh, Golden State over Sacramento. Okay. My next one's going to be Lakers over the Blazers. Um, Portland. Lakers. Uh, okay. Have a look at the next day. Oh no no! Give me the give me the uh, Pelicans over the Jazz. Jazz actually look. Oh, I'm not trying to fuck you pick up here, <laughs> but just um, just you mentioned the Jazz. They're not looking as trash as I thought they were going to be. This okay. Year. Um. Well, we'll see how I go with this pick first. Um. Norley. I'm sure your pick will be fine, but I'm just worried about my over under total for them. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we, I think we both said they were going to be fucking garbage. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Go the next day. Right, uh, I'm gonna go with seventy sixes over the paces. Yeah, and I think. Oh God, Celtics Bulls! I know Steve's gonna text me during that game, and it's not gonna be for a good reason. Um. Oh, scroll down a bit more. This is a tough day, kinda. Oh, Spurs are playing. Let's go Timberwolves over Spurs. <laughs> um, San Antonio versus. I've picked all away teams, which is strange. I'm gonna say the Nuggets over the Blazers. 
All right. That's a nice pen. Um, all right. So I've got I've got Cleveland over Washington, Golden State over SAC, New Orleans over Utah, Minnesota over San Antonio. And you've got um, Minnesota over OKC, Lakers over Portland, Philly over Indiana, and Denver over Portland for our uh, our first week of the Divorce Dads Cup. Yeah, good, good luck. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover in in sports? Uh, oh, we got to talk about um, my pick for coach of the year. Oh yeah, Zeru- Jason Derulo or whatever his name. Is. Joey Mazzula. Joey Mazzula. I need to see a picture of this guy. So the background on this, everybody, is uh, Boardman said that this guy does not look like a Joe Mazzula. And I said, what does he look like? What would you call him? And he said, not Joe Mazzula. So now I want him to pull up a picture of him so we can name him. And, uh, okay, I can see him. Oh, I know what I'd call him already. Leandro Barbosa. <laughs> <laughs> can't top that <laughs> but yeah just when i first looked him up i was like that is not what i had in mind i thought he was going to be like a like an italian looking like a young a young italian guy with a with a mustache and with um maybe a lot of gel in his hair yeah i was just full stereotyping him i was expecting yeah. like something out of the godfather but yeah like a mole on his cheek yeah but no none of that just leandro barbosa yeah 2.0 leandro barbosa Beautiful. How much How much time have we done? I think we've done about an hour. Where are we? 56. All right. Let's, let's, do, let's do a little bit of advice before we go. We that need to no move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. All right. We'll just do one because I just remember we've got to go golfing at one o'clock. Okay. Um, this one's coming in from Chad. It says, I'm going to get in a, engaged in a street fight tomorrow. I need tips. And what I'd say is don't propose... Don't propose to your girlfriend in the middle of a street fight. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Easy money. Um, no, so he says, I'm I'm going to probably engage in a street fight in front of my school tomorrow. I've experienced strong and trustable friends who have my back, but I'm still very, very nervous because of some reasons. I'll tell you this. I saw a street fight in the front of my school between two redheads, dude. It was the funniest day of my life. Uh, Jake and um, I forgot the other guy's name, but they fuck, They both fucked each other up. And then I think police came and parents came to knock it up. And, and they, they, they all, all the parents were like, take a look at yourselves. Are you guys supporting this? They were like, fight, rangers, fight, rangers. <laughs> fuck, it was gold, man. Comedy, comedy. Um, the guy I'm, uh, I'm very, very nervous because of some reasons. One, the guy I'm fighting I've never met in real life. Two, if things get serious enough that my parents get to know, then I'm fucked. Three, I've had really bad and traumatizing experiences with situations like this in the past. Four, my girlfriend would be there. Five, this is my first time. Six, I'm the center slash main guy because of who the fight is happening with the other guy. That's, that's a bad sentence, Chad. Uh, seven, I got stuff to lose. Eight, I deal with self-esteem issues. I know you might tell me to try and avoid the fight, and trust me, I know, and I will avoid it as much as possible, but i got to be ready just in case. It's a high school dude, and it sounds like you met someone to fight on the internet or something, bro. Um, yeah, I'd say i just ask yourself some questions before you get in a fight. Are you happy with having your nose busted? Do you want to have a crooked nose for the rest of your life and maybe even, you know, a deviated septum? Are you happy with potentially getting your your jaw broken and having to get that shit wired back together and drinking through a a straw for a while? This is your first fight. What if this guy knows how to fight? You're fucked. Um, Self-esteem issues, bro. You lose this fight, you're going to kill yourself. Your girlfriend's going to be there. Okay, lose this fight. You look like a bitch. Win this fight. She feels sorry for the other guy and won't fuck you. Um, you've had traumatizing experiences with situations like these in the past. You just said you, you've never been in a fight, but you've had bad experiences with these situations. So it sounds like you've watched, you know, your dad hit your mom or something. Bro, this, yeah. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go to school tomorrow. 
I would I'd maybe even move to a different state. I I wouldn't do it. What do you think? Unless yeah, you're both I mean, redheads. If you're both redheads, do it because it's the best day of everyone else's life. Uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said he doesn't really want to do it. So yeah, I wish he said why it's happening. Like why it needs to happen. He's acting like it's just inevitable. Yeah, you've never even met the guy, so why, why, why do you need to fight him so yeah, bad? Just, well, I've never met Kanye. He seems like a real piece of shit, but I'm, I don't need to fight him. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really get the question. It sounds like you don't want to do it, dude. So yeah. Don't do it, and maybe um, you know, go check if you've got a learning disability or something. Yeah. <laughs> something else to play here. Yeah, bro. Uh, anyway, we've got to go play golf. Sorry to hear that. I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung. <laughs>